Hey, good morning. Wow. You excited for the Word of God today? Yeah. Are you hungry? Your spirit is hungry? Oh, blessed are those who are hungry. You're going to be filled today. All right. All right. Okay, come on, let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, give us a great meal today. Fill us up with your word. That It's bread of life. It's, it's real food. It's strong meat in the house. And we give our tithes and offerings so that there will be meat in the house. That we have a nourishing feast today. An unlimited, all-you-can-eat buffet of real food. We want to see Jesus. We want to taste a few. We want to digest your truth. And Lord, let it change us forever. As our minds are renewed, transform us today by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. 2016, last year, was quite a victorious year. In the fact na that was the year, earlier in 2016, yung final payment ng bahay namin sa, sa U.S. We're coming 20 years in the making. You know, the mortgage, you know, binabayaran yan every month. And then pinapaupa, so may, may somehow nasa-circulate yan. Pero last 2016 was the final payment. So wala nang utang sa banko. Wala nang mortgage. It was what we call fully paid na. And ang ganda ng feeling na it was fully paid. Parang tapos na. Ah, sa wakas. After I think 17 years, uh, sa wakas na fully paid. And another victory in the same year, 2016, around May or June, July, was the final payment over here on this land. You know, the yung pagpasok dyan sa ating driveway? We bought that five years ago, and that was the final payment. So, wala nang utang in church. Isn't that great? Such a victorious feeling. You know, boom! Uh, you know, it means to say the, the creditors, yung, wala na silang hawak sa atin. Wala na, it's fully paid off. Wala na tayong obligation sa kanila. And this is what, what inspires me about this, this last words of Jesus. Bago siya namatay, it says over in John, you know, he know, knowing that he had accomplished all that he was sent to do. It said in John chapter 19, verse 30, when Jesus received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and released his spirit. What is finished? Ano bang sinasabi ni Jesus, it? Anong it? Buhay niya? Ibig sabihin, tapos na ang buhay na... You know, it is, no, it's not like that. Ang, ang word, it is finished, came from the Greek word. Uh, it's, it's tetelestie. And the, the root word there is telio. So let me tell you what that means. All right? <laughs> That's corny, I know. But the root word, telio. And it was a word used in the marketplace. This was, a, the Greek word was a word commonly used by merchants. And it simply meant paid in full. It was like the tatak, the stamp, that was put on top of a bill. The invoice. Yung invoice is you have to pay for this amount, da 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 And then pag binayara na, book teteleste. It's paid in full. It means to complete, to accomplish in fact, the, the words, it is finished. Sa Greek, isang word lang yan, teteleste. And it is completed, it is accomplished, all is concluded na. 
And when Jesus shouted this cry, It is finished! It was not a cry of defeat. Sounds like, ah, patay, it's finished. Tapos na ako. No, it was a cry of victory. It was times one million how I felt when the last payment was made sa, sa, sa mortgage. You know, it's, it's a cry that, yeah, this is what I was born for. This is what I came to do. And sawakas, tapos na. Na-accomplish ko na, natupad ko na, you know. And believing in Jesus is what we call the finished work. Now, sorry about the handouts because it says finished word. Malay <laughs> type error. You know, computers make a lot of mistakes, you know, especially. But the, it, should, it should say, correct, it should say the finished work of Jesus. What work is that? Work. You know, the work is Jesus' work. Siya ang taga, taga ano? Siya ang taga pagligtas. Hindi natin kayang ligtas ang sarili natin. Even with all of your best works. Work for God. You know, work your best. But si Jesus ang taga pagligtas. So yung work na sinasabi dito na the finished work of Jesus, that work is lahat ng dapat gawin para maging matuwid, para maging uh, katanggap-tanggap sa Diyos. All of the obedience to all of the 614 commandments, all of the obedience to the Father, all of the good works, yung buhay ng Kristiyano, yung pagiging tunay na Kristiyano, lahat big work yan. Kung akala mo ang standard ng Diyos, ganito lang. No, 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 no. The standard of God for righteousness is so high, none of us could reach it. All have sinned and f- fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus accomplished the work and met the standards of God. And He didn't do it as an angel. He did not meet the standards of God as God. He met the standards of God as the Son of Man. He entered into our race, became one of us, became our proxy, became our representative, and obeyed all the laws on our behalf. Passed the test as one of us and became the sacrifice to pay the penalty of sin as one of us. And this is the finished work. It's a masterpiece. What Jesus did was not, He was not a martyr. It was not a murder. It was the will of God. It was the payment. Teteleste. It's finished. And you know what? If you have a masterpiece, think about sila Leonardo da Vinci, yung mga Van Gogh, yung mga artists, you know, they, they paint. And there, there are some paintings that are classics. Na masasabi, these are, are thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago. And these work of arts are what they call a masterpiece. And you know, if you had one, you'd be a billionaire. You Because know, they're in the, like the Mona Lisa. Have you seen Mona Lisa? She's there. April looks like Mona Lisa. April looks like Mona Lisa. 
I wish we had the camera to zoom in. Can you turn around? See, Mona Lisa. She's got that little smile, you know. But in the Louvre, in, in Paris, there's the Mona Lisa. And you could say this is a masterpiece. It's worth millions. You know, it's priceless. One of a kind. It's one of a kind. Now, what if... Actually, it's, it's, as it is, it's already perfect. Whether you think she's attractive or not, that's your call. But the point is, this work of art is already perfected. You cannot add something to make it better. You cannot erase something to make it improve. It's perfect as it is because of the painter who made it. Right? But what if you don't like You say, you know, there's something missing. There's something missing. You know, I think we should, we should add, let me get my paintbrush and let's, let's make it better. Because the original artist was Kulang. Kulang. He's, he's not creative enough. So we have to add something and we're gonna paint something extra there. And we paint it and then we have an upgraded version. See, this is a better one. And then you're gonna make it a little better. (laughs) What if you try to do that? You know, if you do that, you will destroy the painting. If you, if you add any single kahit, you add one single extra stroke of paint to the Mona Lisa, you actually ruined it. It will already decrease in value. Now here's the point. What Jesus did in saving us, the, the work of Jesus in his life, his death, is burial re- the re- ginawani Jesus every aspect ng kanyang passion every aspect of the the details of what happened was all purpose driven may layunin ang bawat details ng kanyang crucifixion the thorns latigo pako cross betrayal false arrest all of that is everything was purpose driven and we can never get tired of mining the truths and the gems out of the finished work of Jesus. And every time I, I, I study this, I learn new things. Hindi ako nagsasawa sa pagsasok in the amazing masterpiece of what Jesus did. He's brilliant. God is so smart. What happened on the cross is brilliant. And nakaka, you know, nakakatulong sa ating buhay ngayon. But if you try to add to that, you say, you know what Jesus did on the cross? That's a good start. That's a good start. But I need to add my own work. I need to do something too to make it complete. You know what? You just void the beauty of the cross. Jesus did not save you 50% and you have to do the other half. He did it all. Jesus did not you know, do a redemption, a salvation, and He's the Savior, 95%. But you have to give your contribution. No. You know what? All of our righteous contributions are like filthy rags. Jesus completed it. It's not unfinished business. Yung ginawani Jesus across, that work, that complete masterpiece of His crucifixion and resurrection... Sapat nayan to take care of all of your weaknesses and sins. It covers our sicknesses and marami at iba pa. You know, it's a finished work. 
And I'm going to give you just three. Marami, pero these are the three very top ones that I want you to apply to your life this week. Pito sana, but I, I don't want you have so much knowledge, but you don't apply it. Mas gusto ko, tatlo lang, pero buhay, and you really enjoy it. You really take advantage of the benefits of God. So the first one, what the finished work, it is finished. Well, the first thing is that it removes sin and guilt from you. Friends, you don't have to be guilty day after day. Hindi nagpapag-guilt trip ang Diyos because of your sins. Yes, we had been guilty because lahat tayo may kasalanan, but you don't have to live your life with the sin stuck on your records. The sin forever stuck on your account. Kumbaga sa, sa accounting, in fact, ang lingwahe or ang terms sa Biblia about sin and righteousness are accounting terms. That's the word impute. That God no longer imputes sin to you. Ibig sabihin, the word impute means charge to you. Kaninong charge itong ito? May mga orders, may purchase orders sa opisina, no? And they would say, kaninong charge ito? Say ito personal or ito sa uh, charge to the church or ito ba charge to this account or to that account. So it means to me, where do you impute that? San ilalagay ang utang na ito? And the Bible says that God no longer imputes sin to you. Even though personal sin mo yan, ikaw ang gumawa ng kasalanan. But God will not charge it to your account. Where? He charges it still because it has to be paid for. But He charges it to a different account. He charges it to Jesus' account. And that way, you can legally be, that the, the sin can legally be removed from you. And that's what happened. When Jesus said, it is finished, the sin is now taken away from the world. John chapter 1 verse 29, John the Baptist predicted about it. He said, look, there's the Lamb of God and here's the key phrase, who takes away the sin of the world. And Isaiah 53, 6 says that we all, like sheep, have gone astray, kanyang-kanyang rebellion, we turned our own way, but the Lord laid on Him, on Jesus, transfer a chinarj sa kanya, the iniquity of us all. And then in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26, it says, But now, everybody say, but now. But now, but now once for all time. So all time includes 2017. Right? But now, once and for all time. Sakop lahat. Pati future. Pati 2018 hanggang 2020. All time. Once for all time. He has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by the sacrifice of Himself. Romans chapter 3 verse 24. Yet God, with undeserved kindness. You know, we don't deserve this. It's just the kindness of God. It's His favor. It's His kabutihan niya. Irregardless of how good you are. His 
undeserved kindness toward you. It says that He declares that we are righteous. And He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty of our sins. Wow. God declares you righteous. Muskina, you and me both, we've seen, I, I, we know you're not righteous in your practice. You know, if you talk, think about it in a logical way. But then, God declares you. He overrules your track records and rewrites your accounting records and says, I declare you righteous. It's like the president can acquit or pardon someone. God removed, dahil sa ginawa ni Jesus, it's finished. He removed the sin. He removes the guilt from sin. How does He do that? Paano? 2 Corinthians 5.21. This is how He does it. God made Him, that's Jesus, who had no sin. Okay, so dito si Jesus, perfect Lamb of God, no, no sin, walang blemish, walang kasalanan. But naging kasalanan. So that we, over here, who has so much sin, could become the righteousness. Katuwiran. Matuwid, malinis. Kabanalan ng Dios. God made Him. Now, how is this? You know, God made Jesus... Okay, who has no sin. Walang, may kasalanan ba si Jesus? Wala. Walang kasalanan. Pero naging kasalanan. Meski wala siyang personal na nagawang masama, naging kasalanan. In that, in that moment on the cross. Hindi ko sinasabi ito. Ito sa Biblia. God made Jesus who had no sin become sin for us. So imagine, take note. The man who has no sins became sin. How could Jesus become sin without doing sins? But in the same way, how could you become righteous without doing righteous things? Did you get that? So write it down. It says, uh, I don't know the exact wordings that I put there, but Jesus became sin without actually doing sins. And we become righteous without actually doing right things. Wow. Because why? Because of the transfer. Give me the lamb here. You know, in the Old Testament, this was not the real thing. Jesus is the real lamb of God. But this was just the Old Testament sample, no? Okay, this is my lamb. Yeah. So, kung ako ang worshiper, gusto kong maliktas, I, I want to come to God, I bring a lamb. Ito, may, may blood. Pero dapat walang blood. Dapat walang gasgas, walang wound, walang uh, diabetes, walang sakit, no? A, a, a male lamb, one year old, no, no blemish. And I bring this to the priest. And of course, what's going to happen? It will be slaughtered because the wages of sin is death. But of course, God made a way para hindi ako mamamatay. Maligtas ako through the sacrifice of... So yung kamatayan will still go out, but not to me. It will go to my substitute. 
So he's my substitute, my proxy. The death that is due, the, the, the penalty that is owed by my sin will go to this animal. But when I bring the animal, papakita ko sa priest, the priest will inspect the animal and check to make sure the animal is clean. Walang sugat. Now take note, the priest will not put his eyes on me to see if I am clean. Hindi niya ako amuin. Hindi niya sasabihin na, uy, mahabang buhok, hindi ka pwede. Eh, may tattoo ka, hindi pwede. No, no. He doesn't even look at me. It's obvious na ako ay isang makasalanan. But he, that's a given. Alam na natin yun eh. So he's not inspecting me. He just inspects the animal. If the animal, kung pasado ang animal, the only question is not if I'm katanggap-tanggap. The only question is, is the animal worthy? And if he says, yes, the animal is clean, no, walang sugat, then the animal will be slaughtered sa harapan ko. But before that happens, ipapatong ang aking kamay ko sa hayop. And I will, when I put my hands on the lamb, as if nakiki-identify ako, nakiki-transfer nakiki uh, ako sa kanya, yung, and what happens is yung guilt and yung sin ng worshiper might transfer. Spiritually, it transfers to the animal. And then yung innocence ng animal will transfer to me. Then the animal is slaughtered. You know, this represents Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And once you identify with Jesus, nakikipag, you know, you believe in Him, trust in Him, it's like your sin was transferred to Him. And His holiness was transferred to you. And that's how you can be righteous without actually doing righteous things. And how Jesus became sins without actually doing personal sins. Amazing. It's finished. God removed sin. Psalms 103 said, As far as the east is from the west, that's how far He removed our transgressions from us. Amen. That's good news. Well, okay, we could stop right there. But it gets better. <laughs> There's more. It gets better. Number two, He removes God's anger. Dahil sa ginawa ni Jesus sa cross, inalis ang galit ng Diyos, ang wrath, the wrath of God. Uh, the, the Bible word in the deeper, the deeper English, it says propitiate. Now, the word propitiate simply means to appease, to satisfy a debt, or to satisfy the righteous anger of God. You know, kung may utang ka sa store, sabihin natin, yung utang mo doon, 10,000 pesos na. Okay, I don't know how they give you a credit that, that big, but let's say, umutang ka sa store, then yung utang mo doon sa store is 10,000 pesos. And we all know, hindi ka nakakapagbayad. So, anong gagawin mo? Lipat ka sa ibang store, di ba? Doon ka bibili sa ibang store. Kasi nahihiya ka na, nahihiya. May gap na, no? So, but... But what would happen is, if you cannot pay, pero nag-iipon ka, you borrow, you borrow, you get your money, and you go to the store and you pay uh, 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 10000 ang utang, but you pay one five, Right? And you say, Sintya ka, Manong, ito lang kaya namin, right? 1500 ito. Siyempre, kukunin niya yung one five, 
but he's not yet appeased. Kasi kulang eh. So, may, may issue ka pa doon. And the relationship will not be good. Sasabihin niya sa'yo, kulang to. Buti nagbigay ka, pero this is not enough. We still have an issue to settle. But you know what? That's not how Jesus did. Yung sacrifice ni Jesus sa cross did not pay one five out of ten thousand. It fully satisfied the anger of God. God was angry at the sin of the world. He loves you, but He hates sin. God, all, has, God has always loved you. Even when habang makasalaran pa tayo, Christ died for us. God so loved the world. That's why He sent Jesus. So one question about love. But love demands that God is angry at sin. Galit ang Diyos sa kasalanan. Pero guess what? Dahil sa ginawa ni Jesus sa cross, it is finished. Yung galit ng Diyos was satisfied na. Na appease na. Yung offering ni Jesus, yung kanyang, you know, the, yung latigo, yung punishment, yung beatings, yung crucifixion, and the final penalty of death. That was what it took. That extreme to pay the full price of all of our sins. To, to, to punish. Hindi po pwedeng baliwalain ang kasalanan. It must be punished. There must be a penalty paid. There must be a ransom money. But it was the blood. And the Bible says, Jesus purchased us by His payment of His blood. And so, write this down. I, I want you to know that, that it is finished. Christ's sacrifice not only satisfied God's righteous anger. Halimbawa, kung, kung 10,000 ang utang, tapos nagbayad ng full 10,000, okay, bati na kayo ni store owner. Fully satisfied na. Wala, wala ka ng utang doon. Right? So back to zero. So pwede ka nang bumili ulit. Pero depende sa katagal ng utang, baka hindi bibigyan sa ng credit line na ulit. But if you paid the full 10,000, pwede na matulog ng maayos yung mayari ng store because satisfied na. Right? Wala ka ng obligation doon. But God did more in Christ, not only satisfied God's anger, His righteous anger, but it actually turned into favor. Are you hearing me? It actually, yung, yung galit ng Diyos actually was, was transformed into doing favors to you. So that now, today, it's very right and just for God to do good to you every day. He's not compromising His standard when He does good to you. Because ang Kabasihan ng kabutihan ng Diyos sa atin ng araw-araw is not our goodness. It's the sacrifice of Jesus. So tandaan mo, the reason God does good to you every day is not because, not just because He loves you. Does that shock you? Listen, let me say it again. Thank you, Lord. 
God, is not, God will not do good to you every day just because He loves you. He loves you all along, ever since. Even when you're full of sin. But He cannot do good to you just because He loves you when you're full of sin. That would be a compromise of His standard. Right? Parang, parang if your child disobeys you, and then you bless him for it. You reward him for it. What, what are you teaching your child? Diba? Gumagawa ng masama. Tapos i-reward mo pa? That would not be a good way to parent your child. But here's the thing. What Jesus did removed the sin. Literally removed the sin from us. Removed the guilt. And the, the appeasement of God's anger was paid off. So now, the basis of God doing good to you every day is not just love. It's the righteousness of Jesus. He can reward you because of Jesus' finished work on the cross. The Bible word for this, for this favor is loving kindness. One long word. Everybody say loving kindness. Loving kindness. And it, it, the, the, the Hebrew word is chesed. Alright? If you want to say it like that. Hesed. Chesed. And that means it's a deed. It's something you do. A good thing you do to someone. And it speaks of loyalty. It speaks of a covenant loyalty. I do good to you because I'm in a covenant with you. And the Bible says in Psalms chapter 30, verse 5, His anger lasts only a moment. That moment when Jesus was on the cross, the wrath of God lasted for that moment. But His favor lasts for a lifetime. 1 John 4, 10, We see. We see. You see it? Kitamo? We see. Okay, we see what real love is. You want to know what real love is? Ito. It's not our love for God, but His love for us. When he sent his son, here we go. Okay, the, the, the deep translation says propitiation. But the simple English says, he sent his son to satisfy God's anger against our sins. And in Psalm, uh, Isaiah 54, verse 8 and 9, I love this. This is a prophecy for us to avail of today. A prophecy about what would it be like after the resurrection of Jesus? And, and here's what God said. In an outburst of anger, that was the passion of Christ. In an outburst of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment. Yeah, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But with everlasting loving kindness, I said, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord. Next verse. Verse 9, just as I swore in the time of Noah that I would never again let a flood cover the earth. He promised no more flood to destroy the earth. He says, so now I swear that I will never again be angry and punish you. <laughs> now this is a prophecy about what would be like, what it would be like after Jesus said, it is finished. 
And that's why Lamentations 3 verse 22 says, The steadfast love of the Lord, it never ceases and His mercies are new every morning. Number three, last year, is that it removes, Jesus said it's finished, He removes the separation gap. The separation gap between you and God. Sino sa inyo minsan ang feeling, ang layo ng Diyos. You know, parang I'm far away from God. Now, I, I feel, you know, siguro hindi ka, hindi ka nag, uh, nag-church or hindi ka nagdadasal, matagal na hindi ka nagbabasa ng Bible and you just not been talking to God, not, you don't feel intimate sa Kanya and you feel like God nasa ibang planeta. And you know, it's because Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 said, your sins separates you from God. Na ganon yun. Noon yun. If you're outside of Christ, ganon talaga ang status. Kung wala ka kay Kristo, hindi ka naka, nakatanggap kay Jesus, then this is the status for you. Your sins have separated you from your God. And that's why in the Old Testament, sa time ni nila David, you know, they had the temple. The tabernacle muna, tapos temple that Solomon built. And dun sila nag-worship. Meron silang tinatawag na outer court, open sa lahat. Meron silang tinatawag na holy place sa mga pari lang. And then the most holy place, yung pinaka inner chamber, you know, the vault. <laughs> Nandun yung Ark of the Covenant, nandun yung presence ni God. And between the most holy place, let's say the stage, you know, wow, most holy place. D- dati, di ba may curtain dito before? May cortina. There was, that was what we call the keep out curtain. The Bible calls it the veil. There was a big veil, but it's a big, tall curtain. I like to call it the keep out curtain. It means there's the presence of God over here. And ang sinasabi ng Diyos sa mga tao is keep out. Marumi kayo. You're not worthy. Stay away from me. Distancia amigo because I'm holy here. And then you're dirty there. Don't contaminate my... If you come near me, dahil sa tindi ng kabanalan, you will die. And that was the way it was before. There was a keep-out curtain. Separation. You could only have a connection with God through a priest. Through the sacrifice. Continually updating your sacrifices. Temporary cleansing. All right, And it said in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, you were separated from Christ, excluded. These are the terms. Foreigner to the covenant promise. You lived in the world without God, without hope. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near. Through the blood of Christ. So we go from, dahil sa ginawa ni Jesus, you go from isolation, in isolate ka ng Diyos, now you go to unlimited access. Because in Matthew chapter 27, the very moment Jesus died, no, the Bible says, He released His Spirit. Okay? Hindi siya namatay sa kanilang malatigo, sa pako, hindi siya namatay by the hands of man. Jesus, kusang laob, idinismis. He released his spirit and died. He gave his life. Sabi niya, no one takes my life. I give it freely. But the moment Jesus died, the moment his pulse stopped, 
the moment his heart burst, the moment wala na siyang breath, what happened? There was a miracle in the temple in Jerusalem. And that big curtain was torn magically. It was torn, napunit from the top, pababa, as if yung kamay ng Diyos ay nagkanon. Now, it, it was a miracle. We know wala nang nagdun, because if it was from man, they should have started here. Kasi mataas yun eh. Dapat dito nagsimula and tear it from the bottom pataas. But it was not initiative of man to remove that veil. It was the initiative of God to rip away the things that separates you from God. And the sacrifice of Jesus, I mean, it's finished. God mismo tore away those things that separates you, that gap of separation, so that you could have now only access to Him. Before, you cannot just go near. You'll die because of sin. But with sin and guilt out of the way, with God's anger out of the way, there's nothing to fear anymore. There's nothing to fear. The sin is gone. Your guilt is not an issue. God is not angry at you and He swore to never be angry at you again. So now Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 kicks in. And it says, let us approach, let us come, draw near with confidence to the throne of grace where we will receive mercy and find help in our time of need. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Romans chapter 5 verse 10 and 11 says, If the death of His Son restored our relationship with God, habang makasalanan pa tayo, how much more? Will we be reconciled? No, but now that we're reconciled, how much more will we be saved by the life of His Son? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19 says it's a gift of God, itong reconciliation. God, He restored our relationship with Him through Christ. He's reconciling the world, okay, Jesus, to Himself, no longer Counting, no longer imputing people's sins against them. And I want to just show you this quick video, and then we'll end with this quick video. I want you to see how Jesus cried. And the words you're looking for in this video is when Jesus said, finished. You think it's a victorious word or a cry of defeat. Watch.
Yeah, see that? Jesus absorbed all of the sin and ano pa dyan? Condemnation and curse and sickness and death. He took it all for you. If you remember the story of uh, Abraham, and sabi ni God kay Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son, your only son, Isaac. And so Abraham was submitted to God. He brought his son Isaac, put him on the altar. Meron knife. He's about to kill his own son as a sacrifice to God. And then right before the knife killed his son, sabi ng angel of God, no, 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 don't hurt the child. And here's what God said. Now I know you love me. Because you did not withhold your son, your only son from me. You were willing to sacrifice him. Now God was speaking prophetically also. So that thousands of years later, when we can now say to God, Father, now I know. You love me because you did not withhold your son, your only son, but gave him up for me. If you ever doubt that God loves you, just look at the cross and you say, now I know you love me because you didn't withhold Jesus from me. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being willing to give up Jesus to be our substitute, to be the sacrifice that paid the penalty for our sins. We know, now we know that you love us, that you would be willing to die and suffer and die, to take away our sin, our guilt. Your anger is removed from our relationship and that separation gap has been removed. Your anger was turned into favor. Thank you for that undeserved loving kindness. And the separation gap was turned into unlimited access. Priority treatment. 24-7 availability. And we thank you, Lord. Teach us to run to you without fear and guilt. Without feeling ashamed. To run to you knowing that you favor us. Give us faith in that favor. Give us faith in that access we have. That we would talk to you straight. With, without gap, without shame between uh, our, our hearts. Thank you, Lord, that we can come to you and receive mercies, daily grace. Let this message that it is finished be relevant and applicable in our daily lives. Thank you, Jesus, for your redemption, salvation, and blessings. Amen and amen. Amen.